W is for well-being. Well-being in the form of making sure that your partner and your marriage is well. That you're looking after one another. That you are preferring one another. That you're serving one another. Quite often we serve others and we can sometimes let the care of our spouse slip. We focus on that which we do in our ministry or that which we do in our work. We focus on our children. We focus on our elderly parents. We focus on the needs of our family, our extended family. We focus even on our hobbies or our sport, our fitness, but we don't focus on our spouse. When it comes to serving, your spouse should be number one for you. Now, most of you will be serving your spouse anyway. You haven't put a label on it, but that's what you're doing. You're meeting their need and you're offering something of yourself to them. Especially if you have a particular a gifting or skill set in a particular area, your spouse should get the benefits of that. If you're particularly good at cooking, your spouse is going to eat well. If you're good at caring for others, you should be caring for your spouse particularly well. They should feel cared for. They shouldn't feel envious or jealous of the others that you serve. They shouldn't become resentful of how much you're serving others. If you are somebody who goes out to serve, whether it be your neighbours, whether it be the homeless, whether it be those in your church, whether it be the local uh, charity, it should be with your husband or your wife's blessing that they shouldn't become envious of that other thing or those other people that you serve they shouldn't feel neglected by you look after each other make sure that your well-being is taken care of not just physically not just your physical health but also your emotional health and your mental health I found myself on a few occasions now in my marriage praying specifically for my husband's mental health. Not because he's displayed any signs of his mental health failing in any way, but I like to go ahead. So when a situation arises with us, or it may not, not I don't mean between us as in conflict or there's an issue between us. I'm talking about something that's happening in our life. So it might be difficulties with finances or a struggle with a particular individual or something that has arisen for him. When, his, when my husband's father died, um, it was a very difficult time for him. And I found myself praying for his mental health. That he would sleep well, that he wouldn't stop eating, that he would, his thoughts would not become dark it's my job as the helpmate it's my job to cover him in prayer my job to recognize the signs when all isn't well when my husband was going through something and he stopped eating he was only drinking hot fluids he wasn't eating that means he is so troubled that his appetite has been removed then I have to go on my knees. It's not about me trying to force feed him with physical food. It's about going on my knees and allowing God to speak and minister to him so that the issue can be resolved so that his appetite would return. And it did eventually. But I had to look out for his well-being just as he needs to look out for mine. Sometimes we can be the cause of the lack of well-being 
I pray that's not the portion. I pray that's not your situation. But sometimes we can be the cause of our spouse feeling unwell or feeling mentally ill or emotionally ill or emotionally deprived. If you are the cause, then you need to relook at your situation because I don't believe that you would intentionally want to harm your spouse. But sometimes we take our eyes off of those that are closest to us and we go outside to meet the need that we have to be appreciated. If your spouse has to go outside of your home to feel appreciated, then you are doing something wrong. You're not intentionally doing something wrong, but there could be something missing that your spouse needs that you're not providing. It could be that you're not loving them with their love language. It could be that you're not displaying love to them through any kind of love language. It could be that you have begun to live as lodgers. My husband and I entered into that season at one point in our lives and we had to reflect and look back and say, no, 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 we've got to stop this. We had automatically become like lodgers, i.e. we were living in the same house, sleeping in the same bed. I mean, I assume you don't sleep in the same bed as your lodger. But uh, what the point I'm making is that we didn't have an um, our emotional connection was dwindling. We were doing the works. So we were functioning. We were taking care of the children. We were cooking the food. We were cleaning the house. We were going to work and returning from work. We were functioning alongside each other. If you imagine a situation where you have a landlord and a lodger, they can live alongside each other. They understand the likes and dislikes. One doesn't play really loud music if the other one doesn't like it, for example. One doesn't leave the kitchen messy because it's not fair to the other one. And you, you learn to live alongside each other in harmony because you get to know the do's and don'ts. But there's something missing. And if in a marriage you're living like that, you may find yourself looking very much like a landlord and lodger as opposed to a married couple who are living in harmony and unity and displaying love and kindness and patience, affection and emotion towards each other. Do a self-assessment. Are you? Do you feel cared for and loved? And do you feel like your spouse is being attentive to you? And then consider whether you feel that your spouse feels that they are being loved and cared for and that, they, that you're being attentive to them. And then bring it together. Ask them to do the same. Then bring it together. Have a discussion. Are you both feeling as if the attention and the well-being that you are offering each other is enough?